South Carolina attorney Alec Murdoch faces more charges. A deadly shooting at a soccer complex forces young athletes to scramble for safety. And the city of Savannah will allow large events, clearing the way for one of the city's biggest happenings of the year. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from across the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Alec Murdoch is facing charges again, this time in connection to misappropriated funds and the wrongful death settlement for the family of his longtime housekeeper. South Carolina law enforcement says Murdoch faces two felony counts of obtaining property by false pretenses. Here's the latest update from Max Deaknight on The News from the evening of Thursday, October 14th. What we know is that Alec Murdoch has been charged in a separate case from what we've reported before. He's been charged in connection with misappropriated funds from a wrongful death settlement for the family of his longtime housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield. According to SLED, Murdoch, who was charged with two felony counts by obtaining property of false pretenses. Murdoch was arrested this morning after being released from a rehab center in Orlando, Florida. So that's where he was right now. He's being held at the Orange County Correctional Facility down in Florida. Murdoch's lawyers say he is expected to be at an extradition, extradition hearing tomorrow at one o'clock in Florida. Then at the earliest, a bond hearing could be set on Monday. And that will be back here in South Carolina. The lawyers representing Satterfield's estate put out a statement. They said in part, it is not over yet. A good start to holding everyone accountable who either participated knowingly or breached their duties. The bottom line is no one is above the law. Murdoch's attorneys also responded to the arrest. They said, quote, Alec intends to fully cooperate with this investigation as he has with the investigations into the murder of his wife and son. He deeply regrets his actions have distracted from the efforts to solve their murders. Now, in a separate investigation, SLED is also looking into allegations that Murdoch misused money from his former law firm in Hampton. We have more information on all of those cases connected to the family right now on our website. That's WTOC.com. It's, it's very terrifying. So you don't know if the person with the gun is running or if they're running near you. Hundreds of youth soccer and football players were left running for safety after a deadly shooting in the parking lot of Savannah's Jennifer Ross soccer complex the night of Tuesday, October 12th. Savannah police say 27-year-old Raja Young was injured in the shooting and taken to a hospital where he later died. 26-year-old Mario Wallace was detained immediately at the scene and faces a murder charge. Police say the two men knew each other. Witnesses tell WTOC kids were playing soccer and football at the facility at the time and the kids had to be evacuated from the area. Two parents of children playing at the park that night spoke to WTOC on Wednesday, October 13th, explaining their frustration and fear from the shooting. All I could do was hold them and tell them that, you know, we're okay and we're going to be okay. It's very frustrating knowing that someone was shot and that bullet could have easily strayed and gone somewhere else and, and maybe have even killed a kid. We don't know. But that's the fear that a lot of parents are going through. It was the second violent incident at the complex in less than a week. Savannah police responded to a simple assault call there on Saturday, October 9th. Chatham County leaders say they are working to develop more stringent security measures. The complex was closed on Wednesday, but reopened on Thursday. The city of Savannah says large event permits are returning for outdoor events. Savannah Mayor Van Johnson made the announcement on Wednesday, October 13th. For the last few weeks, the city would only issue permits for outdoor events of less than 500 people. 
The mayor also announced the mask mandate inside city buildings remains in place and public events inside city facilities will be capped at 60% capacity. Here's Mayor Johnson on that decision. We have asked, we have begged, we have pleaded for people to be vaccinated. It is now time for us to stop being so parental and start allowing people to make grown folk decisions, understanding fully for grown folk decisions come grown folk consequences. So for those who choose not to be vaccinated, understand what the risks are, certainly understand what the consequences are. But we're gonna, not gonna allow your lack of decision or your indecisiveness to stop the rest of the city of Savannah who are, who's doing the right thing from moving on and being what we can be in our next chapter. It clears the way for the Rock and Roll Marathon to be run as scheduled on November 6th and 7th. Mayor Johnson says the race will be allowed under certain conditions, including all runners be required to show proof of vaccination or a negative test within 72 hours of the race. More than 15,000 runners have pre-registered, according to Visit Savannah. The agency says around 80% of those runners are from out of town. Two low country school districts are now requiring everyone on campus wear a mask just days after a federal judge put a block on South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster's mask ban in schools. On Monday, October 11th, the Jasper County School Board unanimously voted to enact a mask mandate for everyone on campus, regardless of vaccination status. Here's Board Chair Carolyn Bolden, followed by Board Member Daisy Mitchell from Monday night's virtual meeting. We have... uh the rights to um, secure the safety of our children. It's our responsibility to protect our children in this district. And according to CDC, the two ways to do the social distancing and wearing of masks along the vaccine, and since they're too young to get the vaccine, then the next two steps that we need is the social distancing and the mask. The district started the school year suggesting students wear a mask and had to go virtual for two weeks because of a rise in COVID cases. They were already requiring unvaccinated faculty and staff wear a mask or test weekly for the virus. Hampton County Schools also began mandating masks for everyone on campus on October 11th. The district says the mandate will remain in place through January 20th, 2022, and the board will determine if the mandate should be extended at their scheduled meeting on January 18th. The Effingham County Fair opened Thursday afternoon for the first time since 2019. Last year's edition was canceled due to COVID. WTOC's Sam Bauman found it's not the fun or the food that folks miss the most. Whether you swing on by, catch a ride, or funnel in. Organizers of the 76th Annual Effingham County Fair are ready to amaze you with the Ella Fun 10 days. It's going to be probably, hopefully, mass confusion. (laughs) But in the best way possible. Feels great. Of course, the county fair is one of the most anticipated events of the year. It's such an institution in Effingham County that it was really depressing that we couldn't see it put on this past year. The pandemic forcing organizers to make that tough call. When we had to cancel, that was heartbreaking, you know. After a truly heartbreaking year all around, the return of the fair seems to be good news for the whole county. Well, it's good economically for the region to have more activity going on, but even more important, it just adds to the optimism that lifts the spirit of the local community. So while some may have missed the rides or the prizes, maybe for others it was the animals or perhaps the food. 
For fair organizer Grady Ron, it was the people he missed most. It's a family affair, we call it. That's our thing. That's our goal from day one. Have a good family, a place where family can come and, and enjoy themselves. Bringing people together, the true magic of the Effingham County Fair. The Effingham County Fair isn't the only event happening in our area this week. The Great Ogeechee Seafood Festival returns on Friday, October 15th. For more info on the Effingham Fair, Ogeechee Seafood Festival, and all the major events happening around the Coastal Empire and Lowcountry, check out WTOC's community page. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.